It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. All right, welcome aboard. Going to be a great show today. Uh, The picks will be back uh, because Brady... This is it. This is the last show before games. Right. No more speculating after today. We're going to have some concrete results. We're going to have things to go off of. We'll have football as of time of recording in about 36-ish or 32-ish hours from now. And I'm ready to go. I cannot wait for football to finally be back to be at, for me at East China Stadium, getting ready for that first kickoff and see if anything we we thought we learned in this offseason was true. Well, I mean, you know how it's going to work out. So some things will be the way we thought, and a lot won't. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm very, you know, I'm I'm very hopeful, which I didn't think I was going to be. Like uh, uh, at the end of last football season, I'm thinking about look at all these kids that are going to be graduating that that we've really were, were just fun to watch right and then we had a lot of turnover and a lot of it happened pretty quickly like mm-hmm. oh this guy's gone he's not going to coach here anymore and all of that and um and and I thought we would be kind of coming into a gloopy season and I'm, I'm really surprised at the optimism that I have for a lot of our teams. Well, I think there's a lot of young talent, and there is a good crop of returning talent, just not maybe the quantity that we want. But some of the guys that are back are, are absolute studs and should lead their teams. And I think we have a lot of solid teams coming into the year. And, well, week one, at least for some of the teams, can make up for maybe some of that playoff disappointment from last year. Yeah, and, and the the other part about it that's both fun and bad is a lot of teams that I have hopes for are going to play each other right off the right. bat, so one of them has to start with a loss. All right, so we're going to start, as we always do, with the MAC, and, well, that'll give you a little bit of the BWAC, too, because three of the games are... Mac BWAC crossovers. All right, and we'll get into it. Uh, Nuts and bolts next. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Bad Axe, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. 
Duraclean by Bachelor has been faithfully serving the Blue Water area for over 25 years. Whether you are commercial or residential, if you need carpet cleaning, stain removal, upholstered furniture, drapery, or air duct cleaning, call Duraclean by Bachelor at 810-982-7044 and talk to Mike about their aerated foam process that allows carpet and furniture to dry quickly. From pet stains to odor removal to water damage cleaning and restoration, there's only one call you need to make. Duraclean by Bachelor, 810-982-7044. Duraclean by Bachelor. Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a home or away game. Getting the right kid to the right playing field on the right day. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. We work with independent agents who keep insurance simple so you can worry about more important things, like not being that fan. Oh, come on, ref! That's simple human sense. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. Dine out with the feel of being at home when you visit the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. Come for the food and stay for the family atmosphere. Try all of Chef Susie's world-famous homemade soups and sauces. Open Tuesday through Sunday at 8 a.m. for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. The Hogtown Tavern in Melvin also does carry-out. Call 810-378-5565. Whether you want a great steak or their delicious fettuccine Alfredo, they have a menu for all tastes with daily specials. So come to the place where no one is a stranger, the Hogtown Tavern in Melvin. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. By the way, really excited uh, that uh, Coach Evans is coming in for the picks later. Yep. Um, be good to see him. He, he's more than just a baseball guy. Oh yeah, he he's just a he's a he's an athletic guy. He yeah. just likes just anything that, where you compete. He's a competitive guy, so that will be a lot of fun. All right, Dennis, where are we starting for Week One? I mean, there is a whole slate of fun games to talk about. Yeah, uh, big games, and let's start with Port here on Northern because at the end of last show we put them at number one in our yep. rankings, and right off the bat. They go on the road to Gross Point South, and this is a really intriguing matchup. Yes, it is, um, for a lot of reasons. Mac Blue Champs, Mac White Champs uh, facing off. And again, you look at what Gross Point South, lo- who they lost to last year is what I should say, and the, the record maybe doesn't tell the whole story. So they're 6-4. and four. And you're going, all right, so they were good. They weren't great. But, again, I think I mentioned this last show. They lost to Dexter. They lost to Anchor Bay. They lost to Romeo. They lost to De La Salle. Those are four pretty good wins or losses, teams that to lose to. Yeah. They beat Lance Cruz. They beat Roseville. They beat Lakeview, and they beat Gross Point North. What does that mean? I, I can't tell you. I don't know how much they have coming back, who they have coming back, but – I think that Northern can go down there, and I think this is going to be a knockdown dragout brawl. Yeah, it's interesting because you, you, the white is technically above the blue, right? However, you know, when a Gross Point South is typically pretty good. Roseville, we know, has been really right. good lately. I mean, South Lake team that View, bounces between the white and the red. Lakeview is pretty solid, but Lance Cruz, Utica, Utica Ford. They really haven't been that good, but when you look La- at the last year, Lance Cruz was pretty good. I want to at least give them credit. Yeah, for that. but and then you look at what's been going on in the blue. Well, the PH teams have kind of been dominating, right? The blue, so they're similar leagues to me. 
I I'd say the bottom of the the blue is significantly worse than the white. But no, I get your point that if PH and Northern went up, that they could compete. They wouldn't be a, a bottom feeder in the white. Would they win it like they do the blue? No. But would they compete and play some some big meaningful games? Yeah, I still think they'd be a playoff team. I still think they'd win more than they lose. But man, this is this is a test, and we've said it since the camp show. If Northern goes down there and, and gets a win. It's going to be pretty hard to say they're not the favorite in the remaining eight games for the Huskies. But the the biggest thing I would be concerned about is Ty Fletcher. Not that Ty Fletcher is – this is his first full season as a starter. He's gotten his feet wet. I believe he was the starter down at Mott. So he's played in hostile yeah. environments. But you're starting four new offensive linemen. If they aren't gelling right away, if they aren't ready to go from jump street – then you might get some you might fall behind the eight ball a bit and even though this northern team I think is a little more explosive this is a game they got to play out in front of I know what I do uh, on the first play on offense um, with my line the way it is I just throw a little bubble screen to a mirror and let them go <laughs> <laughs> and say south if you want to come this right. is what we can do to you right <laughs> but you know uh, all kidding aside that's really the only question mark for this Northern team coming into the game is how, not not that the will the offensive line gel, but when will they gel? Right. Will it be right away? Are they ready from the get-go? Does this take a week? Does this take a couple of uh, games to, to get into it? Because the rest of this team just seems really solid to me despite, you know, you lose Luke Fletcher and Armstrong – on defense, and you think, wow. But I think this defense is going to be solid, ready to go. There's so much talent on the, f- the field. And, again, we've talked about it offensively. They've got – I think they just got more options. Uh, their style isn't going to change that much. They're not going to spread it out and throw it you all could, over you the You might the, see a, a couple more shots. Plays. But that's what I mean. Like, that option is there, and I think they will – use it without variating, you know, exaggeratedly. Like, they're still going to run the football. They're still going to try to have 10 play drives, but they're going to have 10 plays drives that they can finish. And I do think that you're going to see them lean on their defense a little bit, at least early, that their defense is going to have to get some stops for, for Northern to be successful. So, no, I don't think they'll put up 40 points in this game, no, because the I, other thing is Gross Point South, their bread and butter has been their defense for the last four or five years. Especially, well, you look at the games Gross Point South won in the MAC White. 20 points given up, 21, 14, 7, 16. And then 14 in their, their one non-league win. In their losses, 41, 45, 35, 40. Kind of a common denominator. So, yeah, but against teams that if you went back and looked, yeah, other we, than Anchor right. Bay, most of those teams average probably 35 points a game. Right. We, it, it's it's hard to tell is it the, the chicken or the egg. What What's the impetus behind this Gross Point South team? But, yeah, I just think they're going to need to get a few stops early. You're gonna, you might need a little luck with the turnovers. You might need something along those lines, but... If Northern can mature early, if camp went well, if they're ready to go, I think they could go down to Gross Point South and win. I I 
don't expect him to go down there and get the doors blown off him. I would be a little disappointed if we came in uh, tomorrow night and it was 38-10 to 10 gross point south. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not expecting that, but we'll see. Um, the, the other X factor here in this game is uh, Northern special teams. Kasparian kicks and punts, and he's right. got a good leg. They blocked a lot of punts last year in part because of the players they had, but also in part because of the schemes they use. Right. Um, and, again, you've got Amir back there. If you're dumb enough to kick him the ball, uh, he's good enough to run a long ways with it. All right, anything else on this Northern team? Uh, this is, I mean, this is a big game for them right out the gate. Yeah, Win I, this one, and then you're going to be number one with the bullet. Super curious to see how this one goes and, and what the score is. And I think you can say a lot of the same thing for their crosstown rival Port here on high. I think we are just really, really interested to see what they do against Anchor Bay. Uh, again, I think the Red Hawks are a very talented team. I think this is a tougher matchup, um, believe it or not, than because uh, Northern's got a tough matchup. This might be a, a tougher matchup just because uh, Anchor Bay's record's not going to be good at, at the end of the, the year because they play in the red. But this is a good football team. This is a football team that I, I think would challenge for the white. In fact, the last time they were in the white, they won it. Right. And you um, go- and they would definitely be the team with the bullseye if they were in the blue. Well, you're saying, okay, well, they went 3-6 and six last year. Here's what they did in their Mac Red games. They started off on a rough note, a 31-7 loss to Dakota. 41-28 to Chip Valley, competitive game. 30-21 to to Romeo. 22-19 to Ike, and then they beat Stevenson in the finale. And then they lost, actually, to Roseville in Week 8 and lost to Stony Creek by a point in Week 9. But this is an Anchor Bay team who I think is on the right track that is up in the red for a reason because they want to start competing with these teams. And maybe I'm wrong with this, but maybe this Anchor Bay team is looking at this more of a tune-up that they know that, hey, all right, we're playing a Mac Blue team. This is one of the lighter games on our schedule. We got to take care of this and we got to – get this win getting ready for Mac Red play. Yeah. It's at the stadium, which helps PH. Mm. Um, uh, uh, the the other part of this is Myrie's going to have to play a lot this year for PH. He is, especially and, this game. And, and yeah, it would it, be hard to take him off the field. And this is going to be a, a physical game. He's going to be banging with people as big as he is mm-hmm. all night long. And so that's a little bit of a concern with me. Not that he can't handle it, but what it does to him later in the season. You know? Right. And so. I know uh, talking to their coaches, the one thing they all said about Anchor Bay is, boy, they're big. Yeah. That they have size. And while PH isn't small, they're worried that they may be a little concerned how much they can contend for four quarters and can they stand up to the size. But they have some dudes there. And there are workarounds. You can put guys on the edge, like you mentioned in the Northern, when talking about the Northern game. Hey, throw screens, get it out quickly. Uh, that you don't have to try to overwhelm a, a big line if that's what you want to do. But yeah. They snap the ball to a guy who only needs a crack. Right. Uh, and they hand the ball to a guy that only needs a sliver. Right. Uh, Troy and, and Holler are that good when they get into space. Now, the one thing I want to see from Port Huron, even if they lose this game, be competitive and play solid football. Hey, if you go out there and let's say you play a B 
plus game. It's week one. You're not going to play click on all cylinders in week one, but you play a solid game. Yeah, maybe make a few mistakes, and you end up losing at the end of the night 35 to 24. All right. I'll live with that. I'll think that, hey, you you challenged yourself and you played a Mac Red team and you took one on the chin a little bit. But what I don't want to see is what you saw last year against Catholic Central. Bad snaps. Just not look like at times a team that was in awe of the big house and a team that wasn't necessarily ready to play that they can hit the ground running and at least be competitive with this Anchor Bay team. Yeah. Don't don't turn over the ball and uh, don't uh, penalties have always hurt the Red Hawks. Not a lot of penalties and and you ha- you will have a chance in the fourth quarter to win the football game. Right. So I I, I like this Port here on high team, um, but this is outside of. Until you get to Northern, this is the toughest test on their schedule. Now, go out and win, and you're going, oh, maybe we had the wrong port here on team at number one. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, again, sky's the limit for these two teams if, if they both win in week one. All right, what Mac BWAC game do you want to start with? You want to well, start with your at? The, this this is just uh, – th- this game is, is just stupid fun. Marysville Almont is driving me insane because I really don't know what Almont is, but I'm just assuming they're going to be good because right. that's what Almont's done. Their their history for the last thirty years has been they play good football, and and we know they've got at least one good player. Yes, um, uh, and and I'm assuming that they they've got more. Um, and Marysville, we're really high on Marysville. Uh, they have size. They they have some explosive players. Um, I think, um, and this has all the makings for a good football game. And for three quarters last year, this was a really good football game um, in Marysville. It got away from the Vikings in the third quarter, and Almont did it quickly. Right, like they're 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 a blitzkrieg kind of team, like like Crosslex is in basketball, mm-hmm. where you have that five minutes. Where you go? What what the hell just happened? And you're down a couple of touchdowns. That happened to the Vikings. They need to avoid that from happening. Uh, again, avoid penalties. Avoid turnovers. Turnovers killed Marysville in this game last year. And I think they have better personnel than they do a year ago. I think it's going to depend on what defense steps up. I think we uh, are assuming both offenses will get theirs in some way, shape, or form. Now, Marysville's might be what they tried to do last year. Just slowly march down the field, make it third and one, pick up the first down, run behind their big line, run behind those giants, and get four or five yards of play, and maybe Sakuchi breaks one. But keep the ball out of Almont's hands and hope that your defense can make one or two stops and that you get those turnovers this year. Yeah, I, I mean, um, Marysville's definitely going to be the bigger team. Can they use it to their advantage? Because if they can, they could be pretty successful because they're really big. Like, Kaza, um, and his name is slipping my mind. Cardi or Jakubiak? Jakubiak. They're both 6'6". Six, six. They stand side by side. It, it, it takes four guys to block them. Minimum four guys to block them. Like, and I hope they use them on defense. Yeah, uh, because if if they're there, whatever side they're on, 
You know Almont's running to the other side. Or trying to get outside of them. Yeah. Like it's, they are going to be a problem and a difference. And I, I just, you're right. It's hard going against Almont because they, they find a way to win these games. Yeah. And, and I think you have to sell out on the run against them. And if they beat you with the pass, tip your cap to them. Right. So. Right. Because you, you're expecting, like you said, to stop the run. You're not going to bet on Almont start to sling it around. And if they do, maybe that tells you they're not as confident in what they're doing or, or what they're they're looking at. But I, I like this Marysville team. I like the way they're set up. What I want to see from them in this game, and I want you to come back and tell me, is, man, they got a little bit of an edge to them. They, they've started to get that little sandpaper feel where – Maybe they lost that the last couple years where they're not this gritty team necessarily. They'll have a few guys, but I want to see them going in there and, and delivering some punishment instead of trying to absorb it. Yeah, and and the other part about that is they've had a lot of injuries, and maybe if they were the aggressor, right, they, they could turn that around. But they do have some game breakers, um, and, and like I am with Northern's Amir Moreland, I am with Ben LaValle for mm-hmm. Marysville. Get him the ball. Right. I don't care how. Get him the ball. Find a way to just, even if it's five, seven times a game, yep. twice a quarter, get him the ball in some way, shape, or form and let him do something. Or just let him sell out on defense and he needs to be taken away half the field. Yeah. So uh, that that's a fun one. Got a couple more fun ones uh, here. Uh, St. Clair. Uh, taking on Richmond. This is a rematch from last year, and, and we've talked about this before. Two teams need a win bad in week one. Probably more than anybody else on the, the schedule this year, these are the two teams that need a win in week one mm-hmm. more than anybody else, just from a, a, a confidence standpoint to get going on the right foot. And I have no idea who's going to win this game. No. Like, either. it's... Would I be shocked if either team came away and won by three scores? I don't think so. Because I just don't have a good grasp on who's ahead and who's not. Uh, I think it's really going to come down to whose unknowns become dudes. Whose unknowns step up and and make big plays. Because the few knowns that each have, I like... But who's going to have the supporting cast on Thursday night? And and really, like you you look at last year's game, Richmond won it thirteen to nothing. Four, yeah, fourteen nothing. Fourteen nothing. Uh, and but St. Clair moved the ball between the twenties, but couldn't finish and kind of shot themselves in the foot. And I got the feeling that they were their own worst enemy in that game. They feel like they could have won it or should have won it. Right. Richmond's going, hey, look, we shut these guys out last year. We're the better team, so and it's like it's hard to argue with either side. And it's it's in East China Stadium. I don't know how much that will affect anything because it's not that far of a drive. It's 15 minutes for Richmond, um, but that none of these kids have played there before, so it is a different environment. It's a different look for some of these kids, and I just man, this is going to be a tough game to figure out and I don't know if after four quarters we'll have definite answers but I what I want to see what I'm hoping I see is some kid whose name we haven't said once or maybe once in passing that he 
becomes a dude. And I go, holy hell, Dennis, they have someone in X that well, this guy stepped up and was the difference. There's got to be somebody for Richmond. We know Benetti's good, but who are his weapons? Right, and I who's think, he going to get the ball to? And I think part, if Richmond wants the advantage, one thing they if they can unlock Benetti because he has the raw measurables that he has the ability, the the combine numbers or whatever that he look good in seven on sevens and things like that. But can he do it in a game? Can he make some tough f- throws? Can he take a couple of hits and and find a way to balance the run and the pass and and know when to scramble, when to get rid of it. If he can figure that out, he has the the measurables and all that to be one of the premier signal callers in the area. This is the year we hope he unlocks it and starts to figure out because I think once it clicks, they're going to be doing something right. And I think it helps that what Sean Misko told us all summer, that he loves his offensive line, that he thinks it's, it's the best one he's had. If that's true... That makes life easier as a quarterback, makes life simpler, it keeps you upright, and hopefully leads to improved numbers. Yeah, and, and for St. Clair, uh, if, if Farkas is at quarterback, how are you using Peyton Ellis right. uh, and, and getting the most uh, out of uh, him? Um, I don't and, think that's going to be tough because no. Peyton Ellis is going to be – he no matter where you put him on offense outside of maybe offensive line – He's going to be a difference maker. If you spread him out wide, you're going to have to pay attention. If you put him in the backfield, you have to key on him. If, if you put him at like a flanker, you, you're going to have to make make note of him. Or if you go, all right, he's not our quarterback, so let's have him be a torpedo defensively, that's going to be something you have to look out yeah. for. And they may not be as big as they were a couple of years ago, but they're big again this year. Yeah, they, They've got some big guys up front. Yes, they do. And I want to... I don't know. I hope that this uh, this game surprises me in a way that I said where there's a kid that I had no idea about that was flying around the field and making plays. All right. Uh, anything else with this one? I just, as far as some of the games go, the last two we've talked about, I've had no clue, and the one we're about to talk about, I might have <laughs> less of a clue. Yeah. Marine City's at Armada. Thanks. <laughs> <sighs> This game and will be played on it's, Friday. It's a completely different look. Yeah, by the way, uh, Dennis has Marysville, Almont Thursday, what, 6.30 pregame? About 6.30, and, yeah. And then I will have uh, St. Clair, Richmond, stream two, Thursday, 6.30. I'll be at Marine City Armada on Friday, 6.30 pregame for that as well. But this is a game that is similar but different where it's two programs that bring some guys back but lose their their stars, their their big names. And, man, I don't know what to think about this. Well, I like what Marine City brings back, and I like the fact that uh, they aren't inexperienced. No. They, and- they got a lot of battle-tested last year, and I think that will help them. Uh, so I think the Mariners will come onto the field confident, ready to go, They'll be quick, they'll be fast, but they'll be undersized against a big Armada team. The question is, is how experienced is this Armada team? Um, this is a really intriguing football game. It's in Armada, and there are so many reasons where I can go either way as why I think one team's going to be better than the other. But in the end, 
I I wouldn't be surprised if you get what you got last year right down to the wire, a one score, a one play game. Right. And man, I just look at this game and Marine City does have some guys that played last year, but so does Armada. That sophomore class they brought in uh, last year that played up and is now has a lot of experience coming in as juniors, I think will make a big difference. Uh, I think Armada has a little bit of a swagger about them now where they're saying, yeah, we're good. We expect to be good. We're, we're not scheduling Marine City just to have them on the schedule. We're scheduling them to win the game. And I, I don't know if they'll say what they'll say in Marine City. They want this game bad. They want revenge from last year. Um, maybe it wouldn't be as sweet as if it was in the playoffs last year, but I think they want to return the favor and go to Armada and get the win in, in, in a big way. But Armada's not huge, but they're not small. I do think they're bigger than Marine City. How much that'll play a factor, I don't know. And the one thing I want to see from Armada, and I think they'll keep it very similar, but you change personnel a little bit. You, you change some of your strengths. Kyle Rowley keep the same exact thing, go, no, this is what they know and we're going to do it well. Or will he throw a few wrinkles in with now some different guys in the backfield or different guys on the outside? Uh, it'll be fun to find out. Um, I'll be at a, a game Friday night or I'd be at this one. Right. <laughs> and I think you're going to get a lot of people that are going, yeah, let, let, let's go to Armada. Let's figure out what this game is and what these two teams are because there's going to be a lot of intrigue in this one for sure. Yeah. Um, get there earlier. You might be watching from the parking lot. And I believe the JVs play before. So if you're just going to be a casual fan, yeah, you might want to stroll up about 630 to make sure you can find a spot. But this you is might be a, across the street and having to come home. <laughs> Over like this, ooh, this is going to be a a fun game, and man, I just, I this is the one I want, and I'm glad it's Friday night because it's kind of the main event. But would I don't think any res, uh, result would surprise us if either team won by two scores. I wouldn't be shocked if it was any more than that. I would be, but if one team, I wouldn't say dominate, but handles the other and it wins somewhat comfortably, I don't think I'd be surprised. Well, I would just look at it not as the losing team is bad, but that the winning team is really good. And I think this is a cliche for week one, but whichever team makes the least amount of critical mistakes is going to win this game. Yeah. Hey, if you who's going to fumble the most snaps? Because you, you seem to get a couple of those in week one. Who's going to not be on the same page defensively? Who's going to have that miscommunication that leaves a receiver wide open? Um, who's going to not drop a pass that could make a big difference? And... That, that might be the difference in this one. I think this is going to be a game of, of, of inches. Special teams could play a big factor, but this is one where I'm like, all right, enough talking about it. Let's take the gloves off and see where these two teams are because I think we think both these teams are going to be good. But the question for us is, are these teams going to be, you know, make it to a regional good or, you know, make the playoffs and be competitive good? Uh, I'm just going to say, say this before we break. I'm just looking at the schedule of week one games in our area this year going, I don't remember a week one like this ever. And I'm wondering if the, the, the change to the, to the playoffs ha has done this because it used to be in week one, 
There are a lot of cupcake games. Oh, yeah. When it used to be we need six wins to make the playoffs, everybody scheduled a week one game that could get them where they only need to win five more games now. Right. <laughs> it, and and these these matchups, I mean, we're, we're not going to talk as much about like when we get up into the thumb, but there, there's just some games that are just stupid good. Yeah, some brawls. Yeah. Um. The, the, so this is fun. So anything else on any of these MAC matchups? Uh, no, I'm really excited. And some of the BWAC matchups we might be a little short on, but that's because we have no idea on who the hell they're playing or anything about them. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, we've already talked about Elmont and uh, Richmond. We'll start with uh, Croslex when we, uh, when we come back. Every piece of land has a story written by those who work it, like the Nelsons, who cruise around their ranch on a John Deere Gator XUV835R. With 3,000 acres, there's plenty of work to do. It's all about efficiency. That's how they've kept their ranch going for five generations. We wouldn't be in ranching without the Gator. Run with us on a Gator XUV835R and start telling your story. Contact one of Tri-County Equipment's locations in Auburn Hills, Badax, Birch Run, Burton, Carroll, Fenton, Lapeer, Marlette, Reese, Saginaw, or Sandusky, or visit Tri-County Equipment online at tricountyequipment.com. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Ameriprise Advisors can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help you prepare for whatever life brings so you can feel more confident about your financial future. Call Ameriprise Financial Advisor Dave Betts today at 810-987-5370. That's 810-987-5370. Office is located at 527 Huron Avenue, Port Huron, Michigan. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. Member FINRA and SIPC. Mattress King has been locally owned and operated for over 40 years. With locations in Port Huron, Richmond, Lapeer, Chesterfield, and Hall Road, they are the best one-stop shop for your sleeping and mattress needs. Mattress King carries all the top brands such as Serta, Stearns & Foster, Sealy, iComfort, and Tempur-Pedic. Not only do they have the best prices and best service in the area backed by hundreds of five-star reviews, they also offer interest-free financing and no-credit check programs for those with less than stellar credit. Once you get your mattress, they offer free local delivery on all purchases $6.99 and up. When you think sleep, think Mattress King. Preferred Seamless Gutters in Emily City has been family-owned and operated since 1997. In-house employees, when you call Preferred, you get Preferred. At Preferred, they manufacture all components, making them the warehouse. This ensures prompt installation from Preferred's well-trained and courteous staff, serving St. Clair, Sanilac, Genesee, and northern Macomb counties. Give Melissa a call and she'll be happy to schedule a quote. No high-pressure sales, just great service from Preferred Seamless Gutters in Imlay City. Call 800-964-6613 today. Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you. We are constantly buying out lease vehicles and almost always putting money into your pocket. No matter what you owe, we can help. If you don't see your perfect vehicle in our lot, we will help you find it. Our purchasing team has decades of experience to help find the vehicle that is best for you. Call Jepson today at 810-662-3048 or stop by at 5277 Gratiot Avenue in St. Clair. This is Nash Phillips. I'm a class of 2022 senior and varsity football player at Port Huron High. As a Port Huron School student, I get to experience an education with the most athletic, extracurricular, and academic opportunities in the region. The district provides personal success for all students because each Port Huron School's journey is unique and special. I know I'm supported by my teachers and everyone in the district, both in the classroom and on the football field. I also know they care about my well-being each and every day. 
Four Huron schools have prepared me for anything I choose to do with my future. Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, welcome back, Dennis and uh, Brady. So, Crosslex, new coach, a lot of the same players, though, and they open at home against uh, Swan Valley um, and again, I don't know what Swan Valley's bringing, but traditionally they're really good. Um, this game was played at Swan Valley last year. I like when you get to open up your tenure at home. Yeah. Um, and, uh, again, I'm excited. I- I've kind of put the bullseye on, on cross Lex because everybody else in the BWAC, you know, with, with the turnover, They've they've kind of had the least number of big name players leave, right? I guess is what I'm I'm putting it at. They they've still got Espinosa. They've still got uh, we think a healthy Belly Grappi and a healthy Joey Ramsey, and that makes them pretty healthy. I I would agree, but there's just I mean, open against Swan Valley's tough, and it, it's always hard to open your tenure against a, a solid team how well has the, the the kids meshed to the new system how well have they adapted to this and frankly i don't know how good swan valley is maybe they're poised for a year where they're going eight and one nine and oh and we're talking about swan valley being a hurdle for everyone in, in d5 or maybe they lost everyone from last year i really don't know too much about swan valley but you're right traditionally they win more than they lose, and they're going to be a tough team to beat no matter where or when you play them. Um, but uh, excited. So, again, I'm kind of excited to see how that one uh, plays out. I fully expect Yale to beat Annapolis. Um, mediocre Yale teams have blown Annapolis out the last few years, and now Yale's not mediocre anymore. No, I think these two rivals, both Croslex and Yale, are going to be good teams. And, yeah, Yale has one of the maybe the easier games uh, of week one when they take on Annapolis. Just, hey, they, they're going down there. They, they, they need to win this one because week two and week three are going to be big proving ground games for Yale, especially depending on what North Branch is, but... I, I want to get back and just see a, a comfortable Yale win. Yeah, and, and with Yale, last year they got the Annapolis win, but the next couple of weeks didn't go all that well no. well for them. But then they they kind of figured it out. Yeah, they, they have to they have to show when they, they get to the teams like Armada that Okay, we've caught up to you. That game has to be a lot more competitive than it was uh, the, the last time, but I think they'll get off to a good start here. Uh, I have no idea about North Branch, and I absolutely don't know anything about Ada Forest Hills Eastern. Well, here's what I can tell you about Grand Rapids Ada Forest Hills Eastern. They're the Hawks, and they've been slightly above 500 the last three years. Six and four, five and five, six and four the last three years have all been playoff teams in that span. Uh, back in 2020, they made it to the regional final um, and lost. So they're a program that's had some success. They're kind of like Port Huron in, in the fact that they run into Unity Christian or a team like that in the playoffs regularly where that, that ends their season. 
Um, I don't know what to tell you. They play in the OK Gold. Um, all this bio stuff that I can tell you about them. No idea how good their football team is. They're slight. They're about the same size as North Branch. It's a lo- It's a long trip over. Yeah, they're 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 a playoff team or have been, but so is North Branch. Right. But what we know about North Branch, tons of turnover. Yes. From new coach, a lot of new quarterback new, new faces. New, yeah. Everyone touching the ball. Yeah, um, it, it'll be uh, strange not saying Will Damasca. Yes. Because we've been saying it for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, but we also know that, that they've got some guys. Like They're very high on Bickle. They're mm-hmm. very high on Howe. Uh, there's a couple other guys. We, we think they've got some size. They usually have speed. Mm-hmm. Um, at least the last four years they've had a lot of it. So do I think North Branch is going to fall off the face of the earth and be terrible and go on nine? No. I think North Branch will be a decent team. The question is, are they as good as they've been the last couple of years? And how long will it take, again, like talking with Cross Lex, how long will it take for the the new system to fit in? Have they hit the ground running? Is it going to have some bumps? And um, how much are they going to change? Right. It's, it's similar concepts from what I understand. But, again, I go back to 2021. And I know it was not the same circumstances, but it was similar. They got a week one win. They lost the next two. And then they proceeded to win the next, what, six straight to, to end up at seven and two before the playoffs. I think that. Even if they end up being a decent team, it might take them a little bit. Now, the good news is after Forest Hills Eastern, you have MLA City, so one of the weaker BWAC teams to, to work in. But I think this could be a big game, and this might be a game that, dependent on how the rest of the division does, could be the difference between playoffs or not by the end of the year. This and the Holly game, which, again, don't know much of anything about Holly um, but at least by week nine, you've got eight weeks of football right. where you can go, okay, they've done this. Right. You at least have context then. But I think their non-conference is going to make, obviously, a big difference between whether they're playing postseason football or not up in North Branch. So I have no idea with this one. And like you said, all we know is that Forest Hills Eastern is coming a long way and that North Branch is replacing a lot. Yeah. All right, Emily City opens at home against Hazel Park. Um, again, I, I think this is an opportunity for the Spartans to get off on a good foot. Um, really don't know a lot about them this year. We didn't get a chance to talk to, to Coach Brown. He was really enthusiastic last year about mm-hmm. uh, getting this program going. We think they've got okay numbers. We think they've got a, a couple of guys that uh, will be go-to guys for them. And we know that, that Hazel Park hasn't really played good football since joining the MAC. No, they haven't had a winning season since 2017. You know who the coach was that year? Kyle Rowley. Yeah. So um, since then, it's been a, a while since Hazel Park has won more than they lost, and that's in the MAC bronze where there's some bad teams in that league. MLA City gets them at home. I don't know how much of a difference that makes. The The few people we've talked to that have any insight have been more on the positive side with MLA City, but I, I do think being at home helps them a lot, and especially if you can smell the pickles 
going out <laughs> over there. That makes a difference, especially for a team like Hazel Park, who will not be used to it. All right, Alconac goes to Vassar in week one, and it's just good to say that Alconac's going somewhere in week one to play a football game because we didn't get to say that last year at all. No, and this is a game that, you know, you have a chance to win, I think. I think that you go out to Vassar, be competitive, but yeah, just the fact that they're playing this game is is a win in and of itself. Now, knowing that Algonac is going to like that we say that, and they're going to say, well, we didn't come back just to play football. We came back to win football games, but have to take baby steps, and the first step is getting to this point and playing this game, and I know they're excited for it, as they should be. And you know what? Go out there, get a win, and really get some excitement back in Algonac. A game that I'm going to be at Friday night, Brady. Cardinal Mooney will host Harbor Beach. I'm excited to see this football game. Number one, I haven't seen a Harbor Beach football game in a really long time, probably 20 years. Um, and I bet they haven't changed much. No. They, they run the, – the, they're one of those programs. They run what they run, and they do it well. Um, and Cardinal Mooney, uh, again, I'm excited to, to see them. Uh, I was out at uh, practice uh, this week. Um, Size-wise, I think they'll do okay. Speed-wise, I think they'll do okay. But we all know, uh, and, and probably Coach Killian's already tired of having to hear it, how will they do without Hazen later? And it's a very fair question because that's a, a guy that was there everything last year. and as, as flashy as he was on offense, he was as steady as that on defense. Now they have some guys coming back that I think can can help out, but boy, you don't get to ease in and try to figure it out on the fly. Week one, you're playing Harbor Beach, a team that has, over the last couple of years, really only lost to the elite teams in the thumb. Like, you look at their losses and what they've done in the postseason, they've been pretty good. They've been pretty good. And you get them at your place, so that helps a little bit. A little bit of a long drive, but, man, Mooney's... I respect them for trying to take on a heavyweight in week one because they want to be what Harbor Beach is. Yeah. Uh, and then Ubley, of course, they've been to the finals two out of the last three years. They're going to open on the road at Clarkston Everest. That's a fun one. That's a really, really fun one. I mean, there's no reason Ubley shouldn't be playing that schedule. I mean, that's a team that you could see in a semifinal that it's the state finalist and a semifinalist from a year ago in, in D8. Go out there and see what they are. Um, I know Ubley brings a decent amount back from last year's team. Go out there, get a week one win, and we're going to go, yeah, Ubley's still rolling as Ubley. Yeah, Ubley's still Ubley. All right, Cassidy moves from the east to the west. Bad Axe moves from the west to the east. Bad Axe at Cass City. <laughs> we, yeah, we kicked out Cass City, and now we have Bad Axe in for football season. They're our adopted team. And these are two teams that have been pretty solid the last couple of years. Heck, Bad Axe um, has had their most successful three-year stretch in a long, long time. You have to go back to, like, the turn of the millennia to see the last time Bad Axe has been this solid. And their losses have usually been to good teams, whether it's Laker, Harbor Beach, or Ubley. Those are basically the teams that have been beating them the past couple of years. And Cass City, they're one of those programs that just seems that is up in the thumb. There's nothing else to do but play football, and they play football pretty well. Marlette opens at Carroll. I hope that Marlette scores 700 points. <laughs> yes, uh, Marlette, like we said, maybe a little ahead of schedule from last year. 
go out and get a big win week one. Friday night, Reese is at Sandusky. These are two programs. They're either really good or they're, they're not so good. Or So I don't know where these two teams are at, but I know that this matchup should be a good matchup. Well, you're not kidding. Look at the last three years for Reese. Two and five to eight and two to two and seven. And then look at Sandusky from seven and one to back to back three and six seasons. So they either have it or they don't. And you'd think that with the pattern Sandusky's shown after a couple down years, they might be pretty good this year. All right. And uh, Memphis will open at home against Genesee, who's making the switch from eight man back to 11 man football. And they weren't having any success at eight man football. No, but if, hey, if you get too big. Yeah, I mean, they're they're over the threshold, so I believe that's why they left eight-man. I mean, in 21, they went six and two. That was their only winning season in eight-man. Last year, they were one and eight in eight-man football, and their only win was a forfeit over Flint International. This is a chance for Memphis to start off with a win, and that's something that, well... Memphis hasn't done in a while. 2018 was the last time Memphis started with a win, and it has not come often. So you want to you wanna kick off your season on a fun note? You want to break the losing streak you're on? This is as good of a chance as you're going to have to do it. All right. In eight-man football on Thursday night, Brown City is at Peck. Last year, Brown City just rolled them, but Brown City was so good last year. How good are they going to be this year? How good's Peck going to be this year? You lose the all-time state rushing leader in eight-man football yep. for a season. That's not going to be an easy replacement. So I think it's kind of like the Marine City Armada game and the fact that you both lost some studs. Who are going to be the new guys to take over? And they those two schools have a lot smaller pool to pick from. Uh, Deckerville opens at home against uh, Ashley Traditionally, Ashley, not much of a threat, and Deckerville is usually Deckerville every year. Yeah, I'd expect this to go very much in the Eagles' favor. K-Pac will open at home against North Huron, so that's a little bit more interesting opening game. Remember, K-Pac got that big win last year against North Huron that we went, oh, maybe K-Pac has some some talent there. Now, they, they fell off near the end of the season, but this was a win that kind of turned our heads and made us Pay attention to K-Pack. See if they can do it two years in a row. Dryden's back. Uh, they are scheduled to open against Carsonville Port Sandlack. And uh, then the uh, other game is New Haven Merritt at home against Burton Atherton. And that's everybody that's playing this weekend. Indeed it is. Hey, Dryden has a pretty good chance to get a win in their first game back as a program. CPS just trying to find some sort of foundation to stand on. Yeah, the, it, it, it's a shame because they were starting to show signs there uh, last season that they were turning it around maybe a little bit and going in the right direction. There's been another coaching change there, right. and, and numbers are really struggling. So um, we're, we're just going to keep our fingers crossed there for CPS. Absolutely. All right, uh, anything else? I've got nothing else, Dennis. You, you, it's your favorite time of the year. Oh, I'm just – Really excited. Yes, you are. You're the defending champ, by the way, coming yeah. back to, and it was the defending champ by uh, quite a large margin. I think you won by what three ish games, two I, or three games. I had a really good year. I had a really good start to last year. I I think I had two losses through week three, 
I'm going to lose probably more games in week one than I lost all. <laughs> I don't think – I think your worst year was what, like eight and two? Yeah, I, I didn't have a week with more than two losses, and I had uh, – me and, and maybe a listener had uh, the only perfect weeks of the season. Yeah. So it was a good year last year. I've, it's not going to be a good year this year. All right, let's not week, waste week any time. Week one's going to be bad. Scott Evans is going to join us, and uh, we'll do that next. Brady Bean here again to tell you about TP Logos. TP Logos has everything you could want when it comes to local high school apparel. Head to their store at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville and check out their brand new extended showroom. Their already impressive selection has now doubled. I guarantee if you go into TP Logos, you will find something you love for your local team. If they don't have what you like, they'll custom make something just for you. That's TP Logos at 901 Michigan Avenue in Marysville. Fransic Water Conditioning, your authorized independent Connecticut dealer, wants you to get the ball rolling to better living through better water. It's good to know you have someone in your corner with a full line of whole house and at-the-sink filtering systems. Call 800-848-5150 to schedule your free in-home water analysis and plumbing audit. The best quality water is within reach with Fransic Water Conditioning and Connecticut. Call us at 800 848 5150. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County has been serving the community for over 30 years. Located at 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, overhead doors are the premier choice for durability, serviceability, and hassle-free performance for commercial and industrial doors. Overhead Doors boasts a complete selection of performance and safety-tested commercial and industrial upward-acting doors and manufacture a wide array of styles to meet your needs. Overhead Door Company of St. Clair County, 5400 Lapeer Road in Kimball, Call 810-987-2185. This is Lucy Harris. I'm a class of 2022 senior, and I play on the golf team at Port Huron Northern. As a Port Huron school student, I had the opportunity to participate in the most extracurricular and academic opportunities in the region. I can even earn free college credits from the Blue Water Middle College. At Port Huron Schools, I am treated as an individual, and my teachers care about my specific needs. After graduating, I plan to study abroad and attend college to eventually become a teacher. That's my Port Huron School story. What will yours be? Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron Schools. Hello, this is Tim Sheridan, owner of Sheridan Real Estate and Insurance in Lexington. A family tradition that started back in 1925 with Grandpa Sheridan. Promoting trust, care, and excellence, Sheridan is dedicated to understanding and taking care of all your needs. Respected throughout the community and dedicated, Sheridan is a proud supporter of local activities like high school athletics. For all your real estate and insurance needs, please go to our website at SheridanAgency.com. If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. All right, we're back. It's and, time, Dennis. And, and it's Brady's favorite it's time. time after, what, about a nine-month hiatus. The picks are back. We're here with Richmond coach Scott Evans. It's going to be a lot of fun. Dennis, let's not waste any time. Let's get to the picks. Oh, yeah! And he's going to roll out looking to throw. Pressure coming from Gavin Troy, who sacks him back near midfield. I thought this was America. Huh? Isn't this America? Gives it to Sakuchi again. He's inside the five. Still on his feet to the goal line. He's into the end zone. 
for a Viking touchdown. I didn't know what the proper ratio is on a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> He's outrunning everyone. Belly Grappy again this time for 74 yards and the score. Straight drop. Steps up now. Picked off. Intercepted by Heck. I want my picks back. I want David Putney. All right, Dennis, are you ready? I'm ready. Coach Evans, thank you so much for joining us. Let's start in the BWAC. Let's start in MLA City. Second year coach bringing in Hazel Park. Dennis Stuckey, get us started. Can the Spartans start off 2023 with a victory? Uh, I sure hope so because uh, I'm, I'm going to go with my gut here. Uh, I don't see a ton of wins on MLA City's schedule, but this is one that they can get in week one. Uh, and so I'm going to go. The Rojas gang up there are going to be enough, and I'm going to pick MLA City to beat Hazel Park. Coach Scott Evans. I have one question. Where's this game being played? This is in MLA City. I'll go with MLA City. All right, that the smell of pickles might be permeating <laughs> through the air. And, you know, maybe I'm picking a little with my heart here. Maybe I, I want MLA City to win, but screw it. It's week one, and I think they can win this one. I'll take MLA City. However, the people disagree. It's close. 53% of the picks are on Hazel Park to get the week one road victory. Really? Have they not seen Hazel Park play before? I, well, it's, they won last year. They would have gotten this right a year ago. All right, let's go to a BWAC team traveling on the road. Dennis, we're high on the Yale Bulldogs. They go to Dearborn Heights, Annapolis, I believe Annapolis, kicking off a turf field, opening that up. Scott Evans, do the Bulldogs start off 1-0? Uh, no, I believe Yale will prevail. I think that they're, uh, they're bringing back a solid crew. They're ready to roll. Uh, I, I can't really disagree with you. Uh, we've been hyping up Yale all offseason long, so if we were to not take Yale, I think we'd be hip, a hypocrite. So I, I, I'm on Yale. Dennis? Uh, yeah, they could be opening up a dome stadium at Annapolis. I, <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Yale's going to win this football game by multiple touchdowns. And the people agree. 94% of the people taking Garrett Grundman's Bulldogs. All right. Let's venture into the unknown a little bit. Let's go to the streets of North Branch where they bring in Ada Forest Hills Eastern from the west side, long bus trip to take on the North Branch Broncos that are a new look team. They basically lost everybody who touched the ball for a year ago. I'll get us started. I wasn't sure who I was going to pick when I started the sentence, but I'm just going to go with... I'm going to go with the road team. Uh, I just, North Branch lost a lot, even a couple years ago when they bounced back after losing a lot of guys touching the ball. It took them a few weeks to find their footing. This is not a confident pick, but I'm taking Forest Hills Eastern. Dennis Stuckey. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I should take the Broncos just to be different from you, but I was going to take Ada if you asked me first, so I'm going to take them. Coach Evans. So that's the one thing I did a little bit of research on. Eastern's got some ball players on their team. I'm definitely going uh, with them. All right, so the clean sweep from us, we go against the will of the people. 70% of the fans picking the North Branch Broncos. Let's stay in the BWAC. We'll go to the shores of Lake Huron for Croslex. 
is they welcome in Saginaw Swan Valley. First game at Crosslek for head coach Mike Holes. Dennis Stuckey, does he start off his tenure with a victory? You know, uh, this is an, another one that it's impossible to uh, pick, but I'm going to go when the going gets tough. They push the belly button, Groppy gets the ball, and Groppy gets him to the finish line. So I'm going to say Croslex opens with a big win for the new head coach. Scott Evans. I kind of think that they got a new system up there, and uh, I think they're going to just hand the ball to that, 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 that Groppy, and he's going to run all over him. I've gone back and forth with this one. I really don't know what Swan Valley is. They've been a good program before, uh, but... They're healthy right now, and when Croslex has been healthy, they've been tough to beat. Give me the pioneers. The people agree. 83% of the people have Croslex getting a week one win. Let's take a quick break from Thursday's night's games and go to Friday. Dennis, you'll be down at East China Stadium, 7 o'clock, when the Pirates of Harbor Beach sail down to take on Marine City Cardinal Mooney. Mooney trying to keep the train rolling from last year despite heavy losses. Scott Evans, who gets the win, Mooney or Harbor Beach? I'm going with Harbor Beach. It's hard for me to disagree. I like what Cardinal Mooney does. I think they'll be a good team. But a lot of good teams start out 0-1, and Mooney's going to be one of them. Give me the Pirates. Dennis well, uh, Cardinal Mooney wants to be where Harbor Beach already is, so you got to knock the top guy off the mountain if you want to be on top of the mountain. Give me Harbor Beach. And the people going with Cardinal Mooney, 55% are taking the home team in this one. It's a long drive to get down to Marine City from Harbor Beach. All right. About 80 miles. Let's go over to the Mac and Memorial Stadium where the Port here on High Redhawks will be opening up their game against their head coach's alma mater, Anchor Bay, comes into town. I'm going to get this one started. Port here on High is a good team. Port here on High has had many good teams throughout the past two decades. A lot of them lose in week one. I think we're going to get the same case here. Give me the Tars in a close one. Dennis Stuckey. This is getting kind of boring. <laughs> we, we did not discuss before. No, we didn't. Yeah, I, I've got Anchor Bay is going to be big and tough. They play in the red. They're trying to develop a culture there and compete in the red. I think they'll be just a little too much for PH, but I'm going to pick PH a lot this year. But I'm going with Anchor Bay in Week One. Clean sweep, or do the or do the Red Hawks almost got me? Uh, have have a vote in here. If this was Week Nine, I would take Port Huron. But Week One, I'm going with Anchor Bay. The people are in agreement. Fifty-three percent of the people taking Anchor close, Bay to though. get the win uh, on the road. It's that's one of the tough ones to pick, Dennis. They're not getting any easier from here on out. Let's go to their rivals, Port Huron Northern, the Huskies. Go down I-94. They head to Gross Point. Gross Point South, that is. To, oh, excuse me. They're choking me up. I'm so excited about that. <laughs> to take on the Blue Devils, the defending Mac White champs against the defending Mac Blue champs. Dennis, we both had them as our number one team. Do the Huskies start out 1-0? Um, the, this is – I don't – can I call it an upset pick? I'm going with Northern, I guess, is what I'm saying, even though – to, to me, on the road at South, they're probably still the slight underdog. 
But but the spread in this one is under three points. Absolutely. Scott uh, Evans, who gets the win here? I'm absolutely positively going with North. I think North will pull the upset. All right. I like Port here on Northern a lot. But, Dennis, what was the one thing we were maybe a little concerned about waiting for that to gel? The offensive line. I think Rose points out it's going to have some big kids, and I think they're going to make life tough. I think Northern makes strides. I think they're competitive. But I think Gross points out this one being at home makes a difference, and I think the Blue Devils get the win. And that puts me out on an island as the will of the people are taking the Huskies. 58% are on port here on Northern. All right, let's go down to East China Stadium. I will be on the call for this one on Thursday night at 7 o'clock, pregame 6.30. The Richmond Blue Devils take on their next-door neighbor in the St. Clair Saints. Scott Evans, um, I, let's uh, surprise everyone. <laughs> Who are you picking here? There is no surprise. Blue Devils. I've gone back and forth with this one, Dennis. I know there's a few where you just want to flip a coin yep. and, and just let that decide. Talk to both coaches. Been at both practices. We, we know both these programs need to win bad. Think Richmond ekes out a close one. Under three points, it might be a special teams difference, and we know the Blue Devils are pretty good at special teams. A close one, but the Blue Devils get the win. Dennis. All right, well, Richmond won at home last year. Saints will get revenge this year at home. So I'm going with St. Clair. Very scientific method, and Dennis, you (laughs) are by yourself 52% on Richmond to get the win. The people slightly, just slightly, favoring the Blue Devils. Let's go to where Dennis will be on Thursday night out in Raider country as Marysville travels out west to take on the Almont Raiders. Leave it is my turn to get us started. And just like the last one, I've gone back and forth. I I've thought, oh, Marysville will do this. No, Almont's too prestige to let something like this happen. But right now my gut's telling me Marysville's too big up front. They're going to win the time of possession battle, and they're going to wear down an Almont team to get what might be an ugly win, but it's a win nonetheless. Give me the Vikings to start 1-0. Dennis. All right. Well, since you're taking Marysville and you say it's your gut, I always know to go against Brady's <laughs> gut. It worked last so, year. So I'm, I'm going to go with Almont, and I'm the, I might want to change this before Scott's done giving his pick. Scott, break the tie. I have seen both teams in their scrimmages, so I thoroughly think that it'll be a tight game, it'll be a run game, but I think Elmont will just do what they do. And the people, surprisingly, very much on Elmont. 66% of the people taking the Raiders, so I'm I'm surprised that it's that high. Me too, because, man, if this is more than a touchdown game, I'll be surprised. Because I'm going to be honest, if you picked Almont, I would have picked Marysville. Really? I, I, <laughs> I wanted to be different in this game, and uh, so that's that. All right, let's go to the main event of week one. Round two out in Armada. A couple of orange and black teams, the Marine City Mariners, looking for revenge from last year. Head out to Armada to take on Kyle Rowley's Tigers. Dennis Stuckey, who wins this game and why? Oh, this is so painful because always, always, I never, ever, ever pick against Marine City. All they do is win 
football games. I don't. I think we might have done it once in the three-year, now four-year history of this podcast. They were playing the Buffalo Bills that week or something, because <laughs> that that'd be about the only way I ever pick against them. Uh, so this is a get stuck on sports first. Wow! I'm going to pick Armada, and this is my. This is just a gut feeling. I think this is going to be a very similar game to last year. Um, uh, I I know, and I have some inside stuff, so I'm kind of going out on a limb here. Ooh. But uh, I, I'm I'm going to go with Armada at home in a game that's decided by a score. I'm shocked, Scott Evans. Well, I played in a couple games when Marine City's had to come after a loss, and it is never a very nice when you have to play an angry Marine City team. Uh, I too think that both programs are in the, moving in the right direction. I think it's going to be a physical fist fight, but I think in the end, you know, Marine City's fake, fake, fake is going to get them a touch, win by three, maybe. All right, it'll be so a tight game. So I have to break the tie. You know, these Dennis, like he said, these are kind of the two things I've started to to lean on. Don't bet against Marine City in football, <laughs> period. But, man, any time I've doubted Kyle Rowley and the Armada Tigers, they get a win. But there was last year against Marine City. When we fell off the train and they played North Branch and took it to them, that gave them a league title. It seems like whenever Armada needs a statement win, they get a statement win. And, man, I've been going back and forth, but I'm going full Valley Sports here. I'm all in on the Tigers. I think they get a, just enough to get that win. Maybe, like you said, Dennis, they wear them down through four quarters. Give me Armada again. If it's more than six points, I'll be shocked. However, 78% of people are taking Marine City to win this game. The people are smart. I mean, they, they, they look at the numbers and they go, well, Stucky and Beaton couldn't tie their own <laughs> shoes. they they, they got to wear Velcro. Uh, and they went with a winning tradition over what I think is building as a winning tradition in Armada. But to be, become an elite, you, you got to knock somebody off a couple years in a row. Armada's got the chance to do that. All right, Dennis, recap real quick. What were the big differences we had? Uh, well, let's see. We all took Imlay City. We all took Yale. We all picked against North Branch. We all took Croslex, we all picked Harbor Beach, we all picked Anchor Bay, and then the last four picks is where we started having some uh, some differences. Brady, you're all alone with Gross Point South. Everybody else thinks Northern's going to win that I game. I hope I'm wrong with that one. Uh, I'm all alone picking St. Clair against uh, Scott's uh, Blue Devils. Sorry, Coach. <laughs> I, I went with my gut on that one. Brady took Marysville. We took Elmont. Somebody's going to look bad. Uh, and I don't think anybody can look bad in the Armada Marine City game because I just think that's up for grabs. Brady and I took Armada, and uh, Coach Evans took Marine City. Yeah, there's two pick 'em games: that, that Elmont Marysville game, and uh, I mean that, that's that. Those are those are two tough games right there: the Elmont Marysville game and that Armada Marine City game are going to be physical brawls. Yeah. Both Port here on games are are maybe they're slight underdogs, but. There, it's going to be a good game. So, reminder from last year that Dennis was our champion. He Thank beat you. us. He beat the people. He beat. I'm going to uh, bow now because it ain't <laughs> happening after week one. He's already resigned <laughs> to the fact that he's like, hey, 
I had too good of a year. Water's going to find its level. Again, as a reminder that if you want to be in the picks contest, we put out a link every Monday. If you are the overall winner for the year, you get a $200 Visa gift card courtesy of Campbell's Cut. So thank you to them once again, and it, it'll close on Thursday afternoon. So if you're listening to this, still have a little bit of time to go get in. Again, go to Twitter, go to Facebook. You can find the link there to, to submit your picks. And I'm already disqualifying Taddy <laughs> because he can't do picks one way on the show and then go on and pick another way. All right, he's that's not bitter, cheating. but we'll make sure that's, that's cheating. fine. Dennis, anything else before uh, what are you, we, we, sell, we, Taddy? We send it down. <laughs> we send it down for for week one. <laughs> um, no, I just wanted to thank uh, Coach uh, Evans for uh, coming out uh, and uh, making the picks. I hope you do well. Just hope you don't do as well as I do. Amen. I appreciate you guys having me out. It's nice for our community what you guys do for all our area athletes. Well, anytime we get to talk to you, it's a good night. So, uh, Dennis, we will be here Friday morning because we will be recording Thursday night to react to all those games. For the Friday games, you'll hear that next Monday. Yeah, just a couple of games on Friday night. Anyways, the bulk of it is going to be Thursday. Looking forward to it. Sounds good. Dennis, you are at Marysville, Elmont on Thursday, and then I will be at Richmond St. Clair. From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on Sports.